Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Coffee Podcast for Wednesday, August 23rd. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yeah, we're here for you with another reprint. We're not here for a full brand new episode because uh, we're going to be gone for a little bit. Yeah, we're taking a break, uh, going on vacay. Um, we're going to Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, where you've been learning French. Right, of And course. we'll have no use in Mexico. How do you know that? <laughs> How do you know there's no uh, uh, French Mexicans? <laughs> um, but yeah, we're doing a reprint. Um, this one is Boba Fett Blood Ties. Yeah. Uh, I chose to do this one today because the Disney Plus Ahsoka series is coming out today. So we want to jump back into the Star Wars universe. I remember this comic is really good, but uh, yeah. wait to listen to it if you heard it last time. Yeah. So we're not going to have new news this week. Okay. But this is a reprint of an old episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and catch up on the news. Some of the references we talk about in this episode may be kind of old. <laughs> Maybe stale. Honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Enjoy this issue of Boba Fett Blood Ties. If you tuned in last week, you know, in the news section, we talked about how Dark Horse Comics was bought out by a video game publisher? Video game company. company. Yeah, like a parent company. Embracer. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do a Dark Horse comic and kind of like commemorate and remember. Uh, I don't know where they're going. I was going to say the heyday, but I don't know. They might do even better stuff now. I so. think so, yeah. Yeah. Some Something uh, turn. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But also coming out this past uh, couple of weeks was the Boba Fett series on Disney+. Plus. That's right. It was released. So. Let's just combine those two and do a Dark Horse Star Wars comic starring Boba Fett. Sounds good. Makes sense to me. I know Dark Horse had the Star Wars property for a long time, right? Yeah, they did before Marvel took it back. Yeah, right. Because originally it was Marvel back in the 70s. Yeah, I think I have like an old issue of theirs. Yeah. But it's uh, you know it's really beat up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of the great stories from Star Wars are from Dark Horse comics. Yeah, that's like the little bit of a, a period I don't know about in the Star Wars yeah. comics I want to dive into again. I think they consider them legacies or legends or something where it's not really canon anymore yeah it was for a while right it was yeah and then marvel or disney bought marvel and then bought star wars and then told dark horse to go screw themselves (laughs) (laughs) yoink Now, this book is called Star Wars Blood Ties. It is mainly about Boba Fett and Jango Fett. So if you don't know those guys, um, this will tell you a lot about them. And it's the four-issue series that came out in 2010. Okay, not too long ago. It's by writer Tom Taylor. If you remember our Injustice book that we did, he wrote that one too. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, but he's done a lot of work with DC doing also uh, the Suicide Squad and Deceased. That's like their zombies books. Oh, he's doing that? He did that? Yeah. Okay, very cool. That's that's uh, kind of popular right now. Yeah, I kind of want to check that out. I wonder if it's better than Marvel Zombies. I think it's just uh, a different take. But yeah, it looks I'm surprised different. that it's popular because it is kind of a rehash. You know, like Zombies. We always say Zombies is done, but it keeps... Yeah, but Zombies with superpowers? Yeah, it's like Zombies will not die. <laughs> <laughs> the artist is Chris Scalf, S. C-A-L-F, Scalf. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good try. Yeah. Uh, he is a, you would consider him a digital painter. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. Because it's not really like line work, comic book work. It definitely looks like it's painted, but like on like a tablet. An iPad or whatever. Welcome. Yeah. I think um, also his style is, I think he starts with a blank black canvas. Like it's oh, all reverse. black. Yeah. And then he calls it, he draws in the color, not the mm. reverse where he draws in the shadow, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I really like the artwork in it. When I first opened the first book and started reading it, I was like, this looks almost like I'm watching the movie. 
I think it's like a, it's very dark, right? Yeah. And it fits the tone for a Jango Fett, a Boba Fett, mm-hmm. totally, in the world he lives in. Now, like I said, we're doing the four-issue run. It is a miniseries. There's, they did a couple after, and um, they're both kind of well-known for Star Wars books. Oh. But this one was like kind of like one of the best ones, I think. Yeah. I, I read up about this too, and originally it was supposed to be just four issues, and they did a follow because it became popular. Yeah. Yeah. They made a whole new series on Disney Plus because this character is popular. Really? I'm not saying it's because of this comic book. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying this character. Popular. Oh, is the character popular? I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. His name is Boba Fett. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've had his drink. <laughs> Uh, a little backstory. Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to this character named Jango Fett. He is a Mandalorian bounty hunter. Yeah, that's right. Okay. He has a son named Boba Fett. Okay. Right? Right. And then they also use his DNA to clone a whole army, which they make the troopers. The stormtroopers. Yeah. Right. Those those look like him. Those look like him. They're, they all look identical. Yeah. yeah. For the most part, sometimes they, they have some pizzazz in them. Long hair, whatever. <laughs> some are bald, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they needed that army very quick. So they like rapidly aged them to adulthood, right? Right, right. Okay. Makes sense. And then surprise, his son is not his blood son. It's a clone of him, but aging at a regular rate. I see. Okay. He asked for like one yeah. son that yeah. he can just raise as his kid. So though it's not father's son, it is still his blood. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I also like the little tag here. It says father and clone. <laughs> father and son. <laughs> no. Um, it's weird because like, yeah, this is his blood, but so is like the whole army. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't consider them his sons. No. Or, or brothers. Brother, or family at all. Yeah. And he doesn't like them. No. <laughs> um, so he does raise him like his son, right? Yeah. So he wants him to be like him. And we first see Boba Fett. He's like, I don't know, like a preteen here. Yeah. He's teaching him to be brave, right? So Django throws on his jetpack on Boba Fett. And it's like the backpack that you wear that's like a rocket, right? Right, right. It's a classic one. And then he says like, okay, uh, this thing is like the scariest creature in the galaxy, right? That you could face. Right. And then he sprays like some... I think it's like bait onto Boba Fett. Yeah, right. To, I think it's a smell like this beast's prey. Right. Yeah. And he says like, okay, go get a tooth of this thing. And this thing is like literally like a giant dragon. <laughs> this is what uh, Boba Fett's going to do. He has to take a tooth from this thing. They're in this gigantic cavern right now. Yeah. Stalagmites everywhere. And he has to just snag a little tooth from this giant. He's like, activate the rockets. He flies away. And then Django, the dad, kind of like just walks out of the cave. He's like, all right, my my son's either going to do this or die. <laughs> <laughs> I could just get another one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we hear like all these noises and roaring throughout the cave. And Django's kind of just like waiting outside. And then finally flying out is Boba. And he's able to pull a tooth off of this creature. And the tooth is like the size of him. <laughs> That's how big this thing is. Yeah. And then Django is telling him like, see what you did there. That's the most feared creature in all of the galaxy like now moving forward you'll know for the rest of your life you'll never face anything scarier ah okay the scariest thing is already past you so you should never be scared again right you could face everything with a steely look yeah you don't have to worry fear is something you're past now right and they're back on the ship and he's kind of like proud of his son right he did it yeah yeah it was like i think like a hunting excursion that was success right test it's kind of like a remember 300 okay i don't remember what you're talking about okay they used to send their sons 
to like kill a wolf to oh. become like a man. I see. This is kind of like that, except this was a giant dragon. Right in Star Wars world. <laughs> in Star Wars, he had a jetpack, so he's okay. It's pretty pretty easy when you think about it. <laughs> it's pretty easy. <laughs> As they're flying away, they get uh, one of those like intercom Holograms? hologram messages, right? And it's Count Dooku. So now we already know. Okay, this is kind of like in the prequel era, but I think before Attack of the Clones. Really? Okay. Because yeah. we, we see in Attack of Clones. Is that where we first really see Jango Fett? I think, yeah, this is first. This first sec- and only. First and only. Right. Okay. I wonder yeah. what happens to him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's around that era Count Dooku is on the hologram explaining, yeah. uh, well, he's a bouncer at the end of the, bounty hunter at the end of the day. He's got a bounty for him to take on. He has to find this masked individual and uh, we get a little hologram look of him and it's, he, apparently this guy always wears this mask. Never takes it off. Yeah. So being on the lookout for this guy, it's, uh, it's easy to find this mask, the guy, because he always wears it. So they go to the planet that they think he's on. They're flying out in uh, Slave One, right? That's the ship he's on. Yeah. Do you like that ship? Because it's like the one that like flies perpendicular almost. Because it looks like it's kind of in the shape of a face that just comes at you. <laughs> That's what I always think. You know that creature that lives like in the beach? It's like a sand crab. What do you call it? Like a horseshoe crab? Oh, yeah. All it right. kind of looks like that when I think about it. Mm, okay. I guess so. I always think of that. Oh. <laughs> And um, so they they land on that planet, right? And then usually uh, Boba Fett would just stay on the ship. But Jango's like, you've proven yourself. Like, uh, I can trust you now. I'm going to have you come with me, right? Right. And I'll show you how I kill people. (laughs) I'm an assassin for money, for hire at the end of the day, right? This is like a ride-along. You're going to, you know, you're getting roped into the the quest too. (laughs) Literally like a ride-along because Jango Fett is flying with his jetpack and he's kind of just like holding Boba Fett. And they're like, in the air like in the sky yeah you know star wars planets like the buildings yeah. are super high right it's bigger than skyscrapers and he's just holding boba fett with his arms well he has no fear now right <laughs> he's no fear at this point so they track down this guy right mm-hmm. Django sets up like a sniper rifle and he wants boba fett to take the shot this is a kind of a big deal for a kid to do this yeah he's fully training him now to take over the fett name <laughs> the fett name i like that <laughs> So he sees him there. He's like across the street and he's like through the window and he lines up the crosshairs, sees him and then pulls the trigger, shoots this guy straight in the helmet. The helmet gets like pinged right off, but the it was not a fatal blow. He's not dead. So Jango Fett has to go on his jetpack and get in close with his gun. Again, this is where like the artwork, the digital painting where it's like, you know, it's like painted. It's not like line work, you know, and it's not like mm-hmm. hard lines. It, it looks almost like, like storyboards for a movie. Concept art. Right. Yeah, and it looks really cool. I think it, like the action in it is more alive. I think it's very dramatic because it's pouring rain on this yeah. planet. Yeah, and you could see like there's lightning in the back of of Jango Fett, so you know mm. it's like he means business right now. He's got this guy now. They're they're struggling, but uh, the bounty, the guy that they're hunting, is able to like grab Jango from behind, rips off his helmet. Right, so we see uh, Jango Fett's face. Right, yeah. he looks like all the other clones. Yeah. It's made in the style of Timur Morrison, the guy that plays him in the, right. the movies, right? Django uses his blaster, shoots this guy in the gut, and then tells him to take off his helmet, right? He's like, you never take off your helmet. I, I just want to see why, right? Yeah. Before I kill you. So the guy finally takes off his helmet, and it's him. What? <laughs> 
it looks just like him and he realizes he is a clone of him a clone of Django, the one that they made for the army but he didn't want to be a soldier he escaped this is like a deserter clone at this point right and this is actually like the first time there was a, a face-off between a clone and either of the fets or anyone wearing that face right and the the victim on the ground is saying like you can't do it can you you can't kill someone with your face and then he bends down. Jango Fett like kneels down in front of him, still drawing his pistol at him. And it's like cold blood. He just like pulls the trigger. Bam, this guy's dead. Like, I just killed a guy who looks exactly like me. Gemini man. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought that the line was pretty cold. He's like, well, you know what? You're not me. Yeah, so it was like easy work for him. He's going back now. Mission's done. He's picking up his helmet. He hears a noise. Quickly turns around, draws his blaster. And it's a woman with a baby. The ba- the woman's like, please, please don't kill me. And why are you wearing my husband's face? <laughs> <laughs> and then he realizes this is the guy, the clone. This is his like wife and his baby, his son. Oh. The baby even sees Django and calls him dad because he looks like him. <laughs> Maury's like, and you are the father. <laughs> Technically, I think he would be the father if they did a blood test. If they did a freaking uh, test and the everything. DNA test. <laughs> you know how like the guy like usually runs off the camera. Yeah, he just flies off in his jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, the woman says, "This is my son, the guy you just killed. It's his son too. Yeah. His name is Connor Freeman." Oh, I see. Okay, and he's like ha, Freeman because he's free now. Yeah, oh, kind of on the nose, lady. His dad's name was Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, Django Fett cannot bring himself to kill the woman or the baby. He kind of just flies off with like a sour face to back to Bilbo Fett and says like, oh, the job was done. It was easy enough. And doesn't say anything about yeah. the guy's who he was, or clone. what he looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they fly away. And I think he feels really bad, right? He took the guy's father away. So now he's actually a better dad to Boba. Oh, right? okay. He's trying to be a better father. He even lets him fly the ship for like the first time. Oh, very cool. And then we see kind of like jump forward. We see the events of Attack of the Clones. Uh, we know what happens. Um, Samuel L. Jackson kills Jango Fett. Cuts Spoiler his head alert. off. <laughs> this is Nick Fury. And then jump even farther now. Now um, Boba has taken up the armor and he's like what we know Boba Fett to be. Right. The bounty hunter from uh, like Return of the Jedi. Right. Fully hunting bounties right now. He's, he's at his peak right now. And he's actually just landing at a little station there to talk to his banker, which is like an alien guy. Yeah. Um, so I think at this point in time in Star Wars, it is before A New Hope, but after Revenge of the Sith. So yeah. In between three and four and probably closer to new hope though right yeah because boba fett is like He's an adult already close to the same age yeah mm-hmm. close to what we think of him when we first see him in star wars right 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 but before that yeah and he's talking to his banker uh banker's like um we got some more bounties if you want um this one is uh not that big of a bounty yeah. but i don't know maybe you want it and then he's like okay i'll take it what's the name it's connor freeman <laughs> 
<laughs> the banker wasn't sure if he wanted this job or not because he was like he alluded to there's some connection to his father right he's like what what why were we connected and he's like your father has been putting money into an account for this guy for like years now right yeah for like, just before he passed yeah and then he said that account was withdrawn completely just this past couple of days and now there's a bounty on this guy so something's up yeah so Bob was like well okay I gotta figure out why my dad was giving money to this guy and why there's a bounty on him now so I'm gonna go find him we see this character for the first time and it's been a while it's actually Connor Freeman so he's kind of a little bit older too right right um, but he's like falling asleep at the bar kind of he's kind of like a lazy drunk kind of a guy he he looks a little bit like a uh, Boba Fett and Jango Fett right right but not exactly because he's, he's half so like if Boba Fett was like 10 or 12 during the events of Attack of the Clones and he's like 30 now at this point in the story this guy would be like what 22 okay or, tw- or 18 20s, something like that yeah. yeah so he's like 10 years or so younger than boba fett yeah but he's an adult now and he's drunk at this bar <laughs> he's like full out like almost knocked out but he's uh he's making a, a bed out of this counter here as the the bartender's like get, get off my counter wake up yeah <laughs> you dope this um gross bug looking alien guy shows up mm-hmm. apparently this guy's a bounty hunter too and he's like connor freeman get Get up, you're there's a bounty on your head. I'm here to collect, right? And then Connor like kind of talks to the bartender, like, Do you have a blaster? And he's like, Yeah, and he gives it to him. And then he like points it behind him and shoots the, the bounty hunter, like without even looking, just like points the gun behind his back and shoots the guy. He barely opens his eyes, like he just almost goes back to sleeping yeah. at this point because it's easy for him. So you could tell like some of the skill of Jango maybe just rubbed off on him. It's yeah. in his genes, right? It's very like Indiana Jones of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slick. And then the bartender's like, well, you can't just leave that guy. You can't just leave a body you killed, right? (laughs) So he has to like drag it out of there. He's dragging it out of the bar and then another blast kind of like comes towards his head and he realizes like there's more bounty hunters after him. So he's like running down the alley now. When swooping in comes in Boba Fett to to save the day maybe, but no, he's actually there just for a bounty also on Connor. He headbutts him, knocks him out on the ground and the other bounty hunters kind of like run into the alley and he's like, hey that guy's ours right and there's like 10 of these guys yeah i like how they introduce themselves as they call themselves the league of bounty hunters yeah and then boba fett's kind of like saying like these are like the weakest bounty hunters that they all kind of have to team up just to get one guy yeah like they're they're all kind of like the bottom of the barrel bounty hunters so he doesn't even care about them he's not worried he's doing that you know very rigid look that the vets do where they just stand still like yeah. not worried saying like um you guys will learn eventually you make more money but you'd have to split it yeah but they're just not good enough and then out of nowhere this is literally like just fan service kind of like cameo totally and then they all kind of like stop what they're doing because they hear somebody walking and this i think this guy's really cool but it's bosk another <laughs> famous bounty hunter he's that lizard guy right yeah and he kind of was like just uh walking through the alley just like not even like bothering them he just wants to pass and he sees them and he's like fat bosk and then they kind of just like keep walking <laughs> And these uh, idiot league people, they're, they're ready to shoot up um, Boba Fett there saying like, You've, you're outnumbered here, pal. Just yeah. turn around, you know, drop your blaster. Just yeah. take a hike. So Boba Fett does. He drops his blaster. And then uh, the other coward bounty hunters, the league of bounty hunters, they're like, okay, you could, you could walk away and just leave Freeman now because there's no way you're going to beat us. You're unarmed, right? Yeah. And then Boba Fett in his internal dialogue is like, I'm Boba Fett. I'm never unarmed, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> and he uses his flamethrower out of his wrist and it like burns everybody. Yeah, like just in a row, incinerates them in front of him. And he's kind of just pulling out his stuffs, all of the weaponry on him he's using. Yeah. It's like every inch of his costume is a weapon. Pretty awesome. I like really like this montage of him fighting these guys because like he has like a helmet scanner. He has like a laser beam out of his glove. Uh, he has like uh, almost like Iron Man rockets shooting out of him. <laughs> it's really cool. He has like the the cord to wrap up one of them. Oh, yeah. So like a blaster is like the last weapon he needs. He has hell stuff on it. Pretty awesome. I like the last thing he does. He's like fist and he just yeah. throws a punch at one of them. That's <laughs> yeah. his like final weapon is just punching the guy. His line is like unarmed. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> All this um, commotion, Connor Freeman tried to escape. He was running, but Boba Fett uses his jetpack and catches up to him and grabs him. And he even like does a spray thing to like knock him out. Mm-hmm. And then when he wakes up, he's already in like Boba Fett's ship. I see. And Connor goes into like an uproar yelling at him because uh, Boba Fett's like, I know this is weird. I have your father's face right now. <laughs> you but- look like my dad. <laughs> Connor's like, no, I know who you are. I know who the Fets are. You're not my father. And he, you know, he yeah. he has a resentment towards the Fets for sure. Yeah, he knows Django killed my father. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I don't want anything to do with you, right? Right. And he's like, when my father died, he was putting money away from me and I, I took it out. And then Boba's like, surprise, it wasn't your father paying. It was my father paying, right? Yeah. <laughs> Connor, Connor cannot even comprehend this. Like, he's angry about this, right? He's talking about the money he was using it. He was betting it. Yeah. Just to, like, make more of it. He was trying to do something for his father in a way. Yeah, he's saying, like, I wasn't trying to, like, waste it away. I was trying to make more to make my dad proud. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this shared thing that they have that they don't want to believe, but they're both just trying to make their father proud of them. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of like the the o- o- overarching story of, of Blood Ties. Fathers and sons. and Yeah, and clones <laughs> <laughs> they're fighting so much right they're tussling that they don't realize another ship has arrived and has shot them and like there's this big blast that like pushes them like to the side and it is the remaining two members of the league of bounty hunters these last two there's one that has like this red um like eye shield right yeah. it looks a lot like Deathlock from marvel sure yeah and the other one is this big furball giant kind of kind of like a wookie but not exactly it's like a knockoff wookie yeah yeah <laughs> it's like star trek wookies or something <laughs> And they keep making fun of him because they're like, you guys still call yourself the league? There's only two of you now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the definition of a league? (laughs) So they take Connor, right? They tie him up. And then the leader guy, he like, he's aiming his pistol, his blaster at Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And Boba Fett's like, you can't do it. You're a coward. You've you've never looked a man in the eyes and and killed him before. I could tell. Yeah. Right. And this guy is kind of like, you're right. So he like puts his hand up so that he doesn't have to look Boba Fett in the face. Uh And then just pulls the trigger. So like, it is kind of like a cowardly move. Kind of, kind of wimpy. But uh, in his head, it's the deal is done, right? I killed Boba Fett. (laughs) You could say that. He flies off. With, with the bounty to go take up his reward. Now we're introduced to the guy that has put a bounty on Connor and apparently he's like this like warlord guy kind of like a, a, a Jabba type character, right? Yeah, his look is different though. He looks more like a like a goblin, like a red goblin. Look. Yeah, definitely like a weird alien guy. Uh, he looks like he's from like Mortal Kombat. 
I could believe that. Sure, <laughs> sure. Maybe Power Rangers. Yeah. But the member of the League of Bounty Hunters like calls this guy. He's like, I got the guy. I'm bringing him to you now. Have my money ready. And the, the guy, this guy's name is like Talon or something like that. Something, yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, bring him here as fast as you can. I'll have your money. And then when he hangs up, that Talon guy is like, I'm going to kill them both. <laughs> when they get here. I don't want to pay them. Yeah. <laughs> Connor can't believe this. Like, you, you killed Boba Fett? No I, way, I, you're a coward. I don't believe that. And uh, this this head of the league guy is like, yeah, I killed him. I shot him down. And then Connor's like, oh, you looked him in the eye, saw if he was dead? Yeah. I was like, ah, he's pretty much dead. I killed him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Stop asking questions. Because <laughs> we know he's not dead. We see him. He's shot in the gut, but like, he's still like walking and, and trying to make it back. Yeah. Getting out to slave one to um, take up his own reward. Now, they've reached the planet of this talent guy right Mm -hmm. and the fake Wookiee guy throws Connor over his shoulder to like carry him to the to the guy and he's kind of dumb his blaster is like behind him in his back of his waist so when he throws him over it's like right in front of Connor like he can just grab it Connor grabs it and shoots this fake Wookiee in the gut and like right away he's dead yeah and then Connor just goes on on a run away from the other league member he's running away and then flying in is Boba Fett in his jetpack grabs him and he's saying like okay well we're free now right like let's get out of here and Boba Fett's like no you're still my bounty I'm still gonna collect (laughs) I always collect. Yeah, that's kind of like his motto. I always collect. So he drags them back to Talon, right? And it's cool because like his lair is like this giant like dark dungeon thing. And they have a Rancor. The very own pet Rancor. Just like in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But this one's like tied up, right? It's literally like in their room. Like it's not in a cell like how Return of the Jedi was. In the basement. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in their big hall, but it's just like chained to the wall. It's pretty pretty scary. Yeah. Probably intimidating. <laughs> So then Boba brings Connor there and he's like, okay, pay me now, right? Yeah. And Connor still can't believe, like, he thought Boba Fett maybe would let him free now after what they've been through. Yeah. He's like, no, you're worth money. I'm going to get that money. I always collect if he's taken out the bounty. Even this is a small job for him, right? Yeah. Um, Talon also mentions like, yeah, this is a small thing for you. Why are you even here? Yeah. It's like, okay, this makes no sense, right? Yeah. And then come barging in is the that last member of the League of Bounty Hunters. Uh-huh. And all of them even Talon and his henchmen start making fun of him it's like there's only one of you you still call yourself the league <laughs> like they're all laughing right mm-hmm. and Connor realizes now like okay there's no way I'm gonna get out of here I need Boba Fett's help right so he talks to Boba Fett and he's like I put a bounty on Talon this new warlord right and he's like well how much money do you have he's like I put like three credits on which is like yeah. whatever three bucks right <laughs> Talon's like that's not enough for Boba Fett. Don't be ridiculous. And then Boba says, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? He's one guy, right? But he's surrounded all of the, the henchmen there. And they all think like they've got him outnumbered, right? Yeah. Obviously. They've got a rancor in the corner. They're not scared. But Boba Fett is never unarmed. And he grabs one of the henchmen guys, uses him as a shield. Everyone's like trying to blast him. Boba Fett straight up just shoots Talon guy straight through the head. So it's like all mayhem. And Connor is like still tied up. And Boba Fett's like trying to get him out of there. Yeah. They need to figure out some way to get out of this place with everyone 
around. They actually run towards the Rancor and they rile it up by shooting it, blasting it in the face. And then to escape, he blows up the Rancor's chains and sets it free. That's going to cause commotion and, you know, distract all the other henchmen. The last member of the League of Bounty Hunters is still there, still alive. Still, like, trying to fight Boba Fett. Uh, he shoots Boba Fett, but Connor kind of, like, pushes him out of the way and takes the blast for him, mm-hmm. right? And Connor's not wearing any armor, right? So he does this, even though knowing, like, it would probably kill him. Oh, I see. But this gives Boba Fett the upper hand and the chance to kill this guy. And he hits him and knocks him out to the ground. And then they kind of use him <laughs> as the final, like, explosion to get out of there. Yeah. So they tie him up to Boba Fett's jetpack. <laughs> They aim this kind of carcass of this guy towards the Rancor's mouth, turn on the jetpack, and he goes firing into the mouth of the Rancor, killing the guy and also the Rancor in this big explosion. It's funny because like the Rancor's head explodes. The guy was still in the jetpack, right? So now the only one alive is Boba Fett and Connor, right? Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like they're the only ones that they're they're able to just like take whatever they want now. Connor goes to like the treasure room and takes all of Talon's like treasure. Like he's filling up a sack of jewels and gold while Boba Fett goes to the Rancor and he's pulling out one of the, the giant tusks of the Rancor. And it's like, this is what I collect. I see. Right. Like shout out to the, the beginning of the story, right? Collecting tooths. Right. And then they both walk away, parting ways, never to see each other again. And like Connor is like rich, like he's got all this gold. Boba Fett's carrying the tooth and they're both saying it's like they're both trying to make a dead man proud. Right. Both of their fathers. And they show like a picture of the father like in the sky as like a symbol mm-hmm. kind of like Mufasa in Lion King or something <laughs> right the but it's the same face because they're clones <laughs> <laughs> it's one single face yeah uh, it's pretty poetic honestly yeah. yeah that was a pretty sweet story at the end of it I really like how they made Boba Fett look here like at the end of the day he is a bounty hunter first Boba Fett yeah yeah, yeah. so like he kind of felt for this Connor guy but he had a job to do <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bounty out on him and he's doing that because that's what his father taught him and he wants to make him proud that's interesting so he's like doing it no matter what it's like his little own creed right right exactly yeah it's funny looking back at this stuff now considering after the mandalorian how much of a hit and kind of color it brought to that side of star wars yes that looking back this stuff is really good too like this legacy or um legends stuff yeah. still got some heart to it that they probably drew from already right yeah i think so attitude yeah. wise mm. i i watched the first episode of book of boba fett yeah me too and i i did like it mm-hmm. but i wonder if there's a way they could kind of weave in connor freeman into the story that's interesting idea i mean uh would you want that it fits in the line right and they call this not part of the universe but yeah i think it could work they just get someone that looks a lot like him yeah but not sure. ex- exactly like it doesn't him. Have to, it's not a clone it's not a clone right yeah just kind of close to him yeah and uh kind of the same badass attitude mm-hmm. that'd be pretty dope i mean i honestly don't know that much about bubble fett so i didn't know what they would draw from for this character yeah mandalorian was starting from scratch so yeah they could do whatever they want yeah so maybe that's the same boat but honestly like Connor Freeman reminds me a lot of like a young Han Solo. Yeah. Kind of like 
just after himself, just trying to get by, doesn't really care about anyone else. Sleeping at the bar? Sleeping at the bar, was after the gold at the end, but really is trying to make his dad proud. And then Boba Fett also is trying to make his dad proud, but in a totally different way. He, well, he wasn't raised the same, right? Right. Literally did not have his father there. Yeah. And then Boba, Jango Fett is this like hardcore authoritarian yeah. kind of guy mm. t- teaching him from young to be, you know, yeah. very hardcore about it. Exactly. So I, th- I think it was a really good story. I didn't, never thought about it that what if the clone had a kid, one of the clones had a kid and, you know, it, in a way it's kind of like his cousin or something like that. They, uh, I think they said in the storyline that I think they make the clones infertile, like on yeah. purpose, like it's built into how they're made. Okay. But there's a lot of times they mess stuff up. Like there's a lot of genetic sure. defects. So like, this is a Jurassic Park situation. They can, <laughs> they can mess something up, right? They're half frog, half turtle, right? Is that what? <laughs> No, so there's like um, they can mess up sometimes, and yeah. this was maybe the one lot where this guy could have a kid. Yeah, and there's like this some type of it's like Angus Kong, where it's like everyone is mm. is part this person, a little bit of him. Yeah, you know what's cool? Also in this story, they allude to Boba Fett not knowing he's a clone. Oh yeah, yeah, because Connor is like, you look exactly like him. So it's I don't think you're his son. I think you're a clone. Yeah, right. And I, it's kind of interesting to think about, but I never thought about. Like, Boba Fett would never know that because his dad died before he was an adult. Well, unless he said so. Unless like, he said so, but I don't think he ever did. He, he called him dad. Yeah, but that, it's that weird yeah. relationship where yeah. he's raising him as his kid. Yeah, you know? but I think he thought he was really his kid, not a clone. He was like, oh, hello, me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I never thought about it, but it's cool to like that they revealed it in this story. Is it possible like this was kept from him this whole time? Mm-hmm. He knows it later. Like I don't know if he movies. knows it. Yeah, who knows? He could be questioning he it. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This was a pretty short story, but considering it all, like the feel of it, mm-hmm. the the Django Fett kind of attitude towards it, I really liked. And then there's heart at the end. Yeah. Nothing really it was glaringly bad. Maybe not so much characterization as far as all the characters and mm-hmm. like a long story or opera, like Star Wars is supposed to be. Yeah. But these stories, I think they should continue on. I'm 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 hopeful for the new show, but I already can tell it's not as good as Mandalorian. I, I think we've had two seasons of Mandalorian and they're very action packed. So in they kind of slowed this down a little bit yeah and they explained because this Boba Fett is a little in the show Book of Boba Fett is already different than the Boba Fett we know this kind of explains why oh, and yeah. I, I think I like it better oh because like, he's lived stuff in between you were realizing what happened in between what uh why his motives are different now okay yeah so um and because it's less action and stuff I think people were let down by it but because we're used to Mandalorian mm-hmm. where a lot is happening this one was like slower yeah that could be why what's going on i'm uh i just want to be enthralled in it in a different way then i'll yeah. have to wait to get there i feel like some of the action had some flaws but okay maybe they're working on it um like when they didn't have their helmets on it's them the actual actors doing it yeah it's obvious yeah sure there's a difference mm-hmm. from them with the helmets there's that um uh, but pretty pretty dang awesome with, with mandalorian the first episode at the end of that the big reveal was grogu yeah i want there to be a big reveal with book of boba fett and i think it'd be cool if it was connor freeman or something like that okay maybe not the same name because that's kind of a stupid name i think but it'd be cool to realize there's more of hims 
<laughs> I think Freeman's been used in other clones already. I think that's a thing in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, I know. Okay. But okay. it's just like, come on. No, thank you. <laughs> Give him a cool name. He's a Fett. Make him a Fett. What if he was Connor Freeman, but at the end they're like, you are something Fett now. Mm. Give Boba Fett a son. <laughs> okay, interesting. Possibly, possibly. Uh, yeah, there has to be something bigger at stake, right? Because literally in the first one, he's saving a baby. And in this one, he's kind of, so far the intentions are selfish. He wants to be like a warlord in his yeah. own way. Mm-hmm. Maybe better, but in his own way, that's it's not as uh, as moralistic. Yeah. Yes. So. What is it? No. I, I still think Bo- Book of Boba Fett could be really good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was going into it not liking Boba Fett anymore oh. from what I saw in Mandalorian season two. But now I'm kind of more interested. Maybe the book helped, but I'm, I'm eager to see what the season will bring. Okay. Okay. I, I I need to look more into Boba Fett because I think, you know, it wasn't really good until 2015 oh, Star okay, Wars. Right, so. right. <laughs> well, this is Blood Ties for issue story they do a tom taylor does another story after this and that one's called boba fett is dead so all right uh maybe it's not canon (laughs) (laughs) maybe not all right um that's it for star wars you want to get into side stories let's do it my side story this week is something that we watched together. Something you actually plopped on is on HBO Max, there was a new re- reunion thing with the Harry Potter world. Return to Hogwarts, right? Yes. Did you enjoy it? I did. Um, it was pretty awesome. It made me really miss Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman? Yeah. Yeah. I got sad. Can you hear the popping? Yeah. I mean, the whole time, the point of it is to reminisce, right? Yeah. It's just uh, the behind the scenes stuff, seeing the cast members again in their kind of older age. Um, um, like obviously the the they're running through all of the movies right like like right. kind of one by one each movie the feel of each movie um talking to the like cast members the main three obviously in their little group but then they'll also like bundle up the groups of like characters that belong together yeah like the weasleys all together and see what their take mm-hmm. was on when they have their like hovel scenes or whatever in their little home in the borough and also like uh, the takes of like the directors right as yeah. you kind of walk through one of them one by one by one like Chris Columbus mm-hmm. uh, after he sailed the, the, the seas to America he <laughs> directed two he Harry directed Potter. two Harry Potters he started off a great franchise yeah <laughs> uh, and you kind of see like the evolution of the the movies right I think the the first ones are obviously more kiddie and then once you get to the third one probably the best movie of them all mm-hmm. it takes this darker turn yeah that really paid off it was an amazing movie right obviously but by uh, Alfonso Cuaron Alfonso Cuaron with the awesome accent and everything that he's, he's doing i love his, i think like he really had his his head on his shoulders for this one and they kind of kind of really went into like the darker tone of the, the movies after the success of that one right like yeah for sure it, it may be too much so i think you're scared no 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 <laughs> the one i'm scared of the most is the second movie because there's gigantic spiders in that one you know how i feel about spiders especially <laughs> giant ones um, but it's good to just see them again. Good to see that none of them are really uh, resentful that this may be the best thing they've ever done is the Harry uh, Potter. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's kind of true. Well, mm. maybe Alan Rickman, no, but yeah, everyone else. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think like the main three, like they're still happy that they're in this world. You see that in this, that they, they haven't seen each other for kind of a long time. And sure. Then it's like, you know, kids seeing yeah. their childhood friends again or their brother and sister after this whole time. Yeah. Kind of feel. 
and it's 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 nice to see. Uh, I think Emma Watson is the the biggest star, so they kind of leaned into her for as far as like the cinematography. Like, uh, yeah, she was in it a lot, a lot for like the the quick shots they had. They like recreate the set, I think, in some spots. Right? Yeah, that was pretty entertaining. Where they like filled up the the hall and everything with the I think the the candles even in the in the the roof. Yeah, that was crazy. That on set, those are real candles that like, are really lit. Like, and they're hanging from the ceiling, like on on fishing line to yeah. make it look like they're floating but there's like hundreds of them like one of those could have fell and burnt the whole thing down the whole hall is made out of wood yeah anything anything's gonna catch full of children <laughs> i love i also like what harry or daniel radcliffe i should say was about that was like we took that for granted the practical effects of the time like yeah that was like the last batch mm-hmm. of really using practical effects for everything because everything's cg now I, although it looks awesome there's still some real factor you miss out when you do cg everything mm-hmm. yeah. the dementors you know you could, yeah it's easy to tell that they're not really there especially because like when you you have to act with the cg it's a lot harder for the actors yeah and if they're not like human scale right or yeah if they're of bigger like it's you lose something i think so maybe they'll miss the eye line that's yeah. a big thing mm-hmm. uh also with the cg thing is there's they use a shot in the in the little reunion too was there's a big fight i think from the, like the last two movies where there's like 50 wizards in each side fighting each other and oh, so yeah. they're they're flinging their wands but in, re- in real life there's no glowing lights coming out <laughs> and and it's just people screaming whipping and stuff in the air there's no weaponry involved larping yeah exactly it's a pretty funny shot um but it's good to see them reminisce again. You seeing all the, even their, their takes on everything, uh, and the 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 people that passed away. Yeah, it, it kind of touched you. They kind of ended with that, mm-hmm. like rem- reminiscing about those people. Um, I think like uh, Malfoy's mother passed away already. Right. That actress, yeah. she was great. Um, and also obviously Alan Rickman. Yeah, such a such a star already. Um, but man, it, it's crazy to think like it's been twenty years since the first one. Yeah, yeah. When, when it was coming out, were you like, was it like I'm for sure gonna watch this? the theater when it comes out because i didn't watch really any of them until they're all done like i got into it way after i definitely didn't see it in the theater because oh, okay. the first time i saw it it was a christmas gift actually oh. it was a dvd from our grandma she gave it to me for mm. for christmas actually it was pretty good uh pretty good gift there so that was the first time i saw it what's funny is they she gave our cousin um the second movie so he couldn't watch the first <laughs> movie <laughs> so it was already down the road like i definitely wasn't the type to be reading the books either those yeah i was a slow reader as a kid i could not read those thick those were thick books for me at the time i think emma watson said like she was eight when the first book came out and her dad read it to her right uh-huh. and her dad could barely read speak english let alone read it to us so i don't think i don't think i knew what was going on back then all the way back then yeah i didn't get to it till like they're pretty much done yeah and then i just like knocked it out and watched all of them and that's why i really liked it and then i really liked it was when we went to the theme park it was pretty dumb i was right? like whoa this is real now <laughs> It's in front of me. I can touch this now. But yeah, those movies are great. I think I like Half Blood Prince the most. Really? I think so. Yeah, because of the always. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that does hit you. I think um th- th- those two movies, like five and six, mm-hmm. those are maybe the lulls for me. I just love Alan Rickman, and that's the yeah, most right. Alan Rickman one of them all. Yeah, he is the Half Blood Prince. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. Um, but I, I love those movies. I've seen them so many times 
on freaking ABC Family at the Christmas <laughs> marathons yeah. that I've seen the castle countless times. The nostalgia's still there. I can't wait to go back to Universal to actually see it. Maybe down the road, things settle down even further if we can go to Florida and see the, the other one. It's so weird when you're watching this reunion mm-hmm. and you see the characters that like play the kids and they're like laughing it up and have a good time with the actors that played the villains. Yeah. Because like there's a there's an interview where it's like Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah. And they're like buddy buddy. They're like best friends talking about it. But in the movies, they like hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, like she's awful in the movie. Yeah. But it's just funny. Like they're they're talking and they they had like secret notes that they wrote each other that they're reading together. Oh yeah. I think it was like a, a text to each other, right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Uh, I didn't know that she wore fake teeth in the movie uh, what do you mean they're terrible teeth i thought she was just doing a face oh, and wow. i mean she's british <laughs> <laughs> so i thought that could be what was going on but yeah okay surprise you i love seeing these behind the scenes stuff that i didn't know at all before yeah i like um the actor that plays the dad malfoy lucius malfoy, lucius malfoy yeah. yeah um he didn't want to play that character no that's what he said so he played it like very like flat and like through his teeth and they're like that's perfect and then he cast him for that <laughs> exactly what they want yeah he's trying to be like a cold father right which is what makes sense yeah. for building up this kind of kid that's mm-hmm. supposedly supposed to be evil and slytherin yeah so it made sense yeah but it was really cool seeing like the whole behind the scenes stuff yeah yeah it's almost interesting just to see the wonder in their eyes seeing the set again mm-hmm. you know they've seen it so many times like even just the different shots of the set like different angles i mean yeah it's just fun to see man that would that would be a set i would want to like walk across and visit in person i think i mean even though we we could see that in universal it's not mm-hmm. the same the real thing it's strange because not a lot of people like the fantastic beast movies and i like those a lot i don't really get it like why people don't like them i think they just have such a love for harry potter and that's kind of a like diverged from that movie yeah i can see it's, that uh not about kids it's not even really about like hogwarts anymore or anything like that and they might be changing some lore that they cherish as far as like dumbledore stuff okay yeah so maybe that's why they don't like it as much and also like the it's a different kind of lead you know what i mean newt's commander is not like harry potter no 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 he's a hufflepuff totally different story <laughs> sorry, <laughs> come on. sorry it's totally different <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> Um, you know what else I like since we're on this topic? Yeah. They have that Harry Potter trivia show right now. All right. I like yeah. watching that. It's pretty fun. Who's the uh the host? Was it uh, Helen, Helen, Helen Mirren? Yeah. 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 It makes perfect sense you'd host that. Yeah. Yeah. But it it's really like some of the questions are just like, what was this person's color of their scarf or the shirt in the scene? It's like I just gotta guess. Well, I think that's them like evening the playing field. Exactly, yeah. Because some of them are just like know everything about the books inside and out. <laughs> it was so funny. We saw the first episode. They're yeah. pulling people from the crowd, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they're pulling in like kids from high school, whatever. The last guy's like 70 years old. Yeah, <laughs> and he knows more than all of them. <laughs> Super funny. I, I came into watching that thinking like, I'm going to know all of these. <laughs> And I'm yelling at the answers like it's Jeopardy and I'm getting each one wrong. Uh, but man I just I can't wait to maybe fall in love with the world like if Fantastic Beasts is good but yeah. I'm wondering what's gonna follow that because the new trailer from Fantastic Beasts yeah. was okay. I'm excited for it there's some shots I thought were exciting like that big scorpion thing yeah. it's a Fantastic Beast. I gotta say that but I don't know if I am super excited about just from off the trailer the most Fantastic Beast is uh, Maz Mikkelsen he's in it now as Grindelwald Grindelwald yeah, yeah. no more Johnny Depp 
what is up? Uh, I gotta give. I hated Johnny Depp in the first Fantastic Beast. Just that freaking. He's in it for two seconds. And that's how much it should point out how much I hate him. Oh my god. Because that right. sucked. But I gotta give it to him. The second movie, he did an awesome job. Because he's a good, good actor and he was good in the first one also. He was not good in the first one. <laughs> I know he's a great actor sometimes. Mm-hmm. What I can't wait for at the end of this third one, Maz Mikkels is gonna take off his mask and reveal it's Colin Farrell the whole time. No way. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Not Colin Farrell's character. It's just Colin Farrell, the yeah. person. And he looks like the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's some messy stuff in there, like sure. um, Ezra Miller's character. So, it kind of confuses me sometimes. That reveal surprised me a lot. So I'm, I'm liking it so far. Yeah. I, I Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, some of the... the but the shots, like the, the different take of it, like it's like old time, not old timing, but more like, uh, you know, World War time, right? But in yeah. New York or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it does give it a different look that still makes sense for me for this magical world that's enjoyable. Yeah. I don't I don't see why people hate it. I like in the trailer when um, Jacob, because he's like the only one that doesn't know anything about it. Right? Yeah. He's a, what do you call it, muggle? Yes, we obviously know what it is. Uh, he was like, what is this? And actually, then, actually, he's a, he's a nomad. A nomad. That's what they call it in America. <laughs> Nomagique. <laughs> uh, he was like, what room is this? And then uh, Newt is like, the room we require. They look really cool. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> the line was good. I didn't know if it, I understood. <laughs> I like how. I'm just slow. <laughs> I, I like how, um, what's the actor's name? Uh, Fogley? No, Newt's commander. Uh, uh, right. No. Ed, is it something Ed? It's the, Eddie like, Redmayne. Yes, okay. Uh, I, I really like Eddie there. Redmayne's delivery, even though it, it is weird i like how it's like slow and kind of like to himself <laughs> he's whispering it yeah i like his uh um the way he's portraying that character yeah i think he's he's probably a really good actor he's a very good actor but i can't say um some of the movies i think theory of everything was overrated i actually haven't seen it okay i've seen it it gets kind of boring um I like that, him in Chicago 7. Yeah, all right. That was an okay movie. Uh, so I think uh, the guy they casted for his brother, they yes. look like the same, but the, obviously their portrayals are totally different. Yeah. I had to look it up. Like, are they actually brothers? They're not. <laughs> they're not, sadly. But like, I was like, are they, they, they look almost exactly the same to me. They're like exact. No, not like, really. Like with a different like stylist or whatever. I mean, he's supposed to be the jock hero type right yeah and eddie redmayne's supposed to be like the nerd quiet shy one like forced into being a hero yeah and they both totally fit that but i don't think they look like each other i thought they did i thought like wow they, they sound totally different obviously because they're, they're what they're portraying but i was like maybe they're actually brothers maybe or maybe they, they uh drank some of the charm and they made to look like <laughs> each other yeah but the that trailer looks really good uh-huh. and um the reunion special i almost kind of want to watch it again because i missed some stuff but yeah it was good it was really good i'm i'm happy they chose to do this hbo has been doing that a lot with these reunion things and with the 20 year mark it made sense um yeah I, i'm curious what they're going to do next with the harry potter ip but that was that was my side story super fun i wanted to talk about uh since this is a comic book show mm-hmm. i want to talk about a comic book oh okay and i read um marvel timeless issue number one. Oh, that just just came out so I'll say a little unspoilery stuff, and then I'm going to get into spoilers. All right, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah. It's only yeah. one issue so far. I haven't read it yet, but I'm fine with it. Um, It centers around Kang, oh. and I think Marvel... Of course, Marvel does this where like we are introducing this new character in the movie, so we got to bolster him up in the comics a lot, build the popularity. So there's a lot of Kang stuff right now. There's also a lot of uh, X-Men stuff coming, right? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, actually, coming is called Judgment Day. 
And I think it's like Avengers versus X-Men versus Eternals. All right. <laughs> so it's like... Toss everything in there. Yeah. Let's sell these books. <laughs> sell these characters. Yeah. But uh, Timeless, issue number one, came out. And uh, it's very good. Very entertaining. It's not action-packed. All right. But it is kind of um, getting to know Kang on a deeper level, for especially for readers that don't know Kang, which I think a lot of uh, people, their first introduction to Kang is Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they want to know more more so getting this book that features him you'll learn a lot more about him i know his backstory but i I don't know him his character you know what his personality is like this will explain it okay i like that the story is about him and um kind of what they do a lot in comics like in uh, kingdom come he's with like an old dude remember like old dude character yeah like a a random guy that's just a a bystander yeah rope into the story in this version the old dude is a like a i think he's like a writer expert like professor and his speciality is like super powered beings and he's writing a book on super villains like of marvel right oh okay i like that and he's declaring like who's the most evil one or greatest one right like number one villain pretty much right he's making you know he's making a tier list (laughs) a tier list right And he put number one, Dr. Doom. Oh, that makes sense. I think a lot of people, he'd be at the top of the list. Uh, this pissed off Kang. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he pissed off this, this yeah. uh, time-hopping being. Yeah. So the, the, the story of Timeless, at least the first issue, is he's bringing this guy along with him through time, showing him why he's better. <laughs> <laughs> he's freaking doing a... Like a Christmas Carol type Kinda, thing? Kind of, yeah. All right. I mean, it's not big events in Marvel, but it's just like, you need to get to know me, right? Uh, and um, you'll see why Dr. Doom is nothing and I'm the best. That's I, I could see him going to the scene and he's like, eh? Eh? Look at this. See that? Yeah. All right. Now let's go over here. He's <laughs> like a car salesman. So that that's pretty much the premise of it, right? All right. But uh, I want to get into spoilers because there's something in this book that kind of, kind of blew my mind. Oh, really? Right. Or kind of like got me very excited what is that all right got me excited so uh he's with kang is with this guy for only about a week right but they've been jumping through every time like throughout humanity right i okay like he hangs out with him in primitive caveman time where all the cavemen think he's a god right (laughs) this is what kang does in his free time yeah it's funny because like he's there hunting a mammoth for the caveman, uh-huh. right? And the caveman are like cheering him on and stuff. And then the old guy's like just writing in his notes. Like he's there in like a cardigan writing notes about what's <laughs> happening. That's a funny sh- shot. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, something happens. This is full spoilers now, right? For yeah. issue number one. All right. Something happens where he gets an alert and they call it a pirate timeline. A timeline that diverged and is trying to uh, stay alive as a separate timeline from the main timeline. Huh. And now Kang says, like, usually these offshoot timelines would, time would correct itself and eliminate that timeline. But there's a super strong being in that timeline that's keeping it alive. So we have to go there and, and kill that being before it overtakes our main timeline, right? Okay, so it sounds like Kang's kind of a good person here. He's, like, keeping track. He's the bookkeeper. He just wants to be the most powerful. So it's like, I can't let this guy, uh-huh. whoever this is, overtake me, right? Just prune his timeline, yeah, his branch. pretty much, right? Okay. And um, Kang, yes, he's a villain. And he, of course, he's the conqueror. 
but he says like killing and being bad evil or anything like that like that's just secondary his nature his most desire is to be victorious okay right that's Number like one. line of, yeah he's just like i will never be defeated and if i have to if, if killing is what i have to do to do that i'll do that but killing is not my my desire he was number one yeah okay. all right you don't know what that's from do no you? i don't that's from spongebob okay <laughs> i don't know that um so in a way uh the guy is like starting to respect kang right Re- all right uh, yes weird uh so then uh they go to the divergent timeline the pirate timeline and the being from that timeline that's keeping that universe alive is their dr doom right oh, all right and he's like oh now i get to prove why i'm better than dr doom right okay and then when they get to him he's like it's almost like he's a- attached to like a supercomputer like like he's part of it already right the, that dr doom yeah all right and then when they get closer dr doom's eyes he has pulled out his eyes and one eye is the reality stone one eye is the time stone all right okay right he's like this is how he's be able to keep this timeline alive using the reality stone and the time stone and he's attached to a computer yeah and he's like super smart right and then he takes off his mask and it's revealed it's not even dr doom it's that world's reed richards Ooh. okay all right and he's literally the last being alive in that timeline all right and he's like I've been able to keep this alive because uh, he's even like killed celestials and absorbed, I drank their blood to absorb their power. I've fused the infinity stones into me, right? Like he has the time stone and the uh, reality stone in his in his eyes. It looks kind of silly. Right? In his eye sockets. He has like jewels in his eyes, right? Yeah. He's like Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they they defeat him, right? But when they're searching for him, they're looking through all these like what if timelines kind of, right? right. Other branches. And um, it's kind of like when he's like in the middle of a room and there's all these like shards of different timelines all surrounding them. And you get to see like all these like kind of like what if dimensions right okay and you see one where like thanos is wielding mjolnir and on all sides of mjolnir is an infinity stone so like these are different futures that could occur that could occur right okay and actually, a lot of them are uh, Easter eggs for upcoming comics. Oh, yeah. other series. Other series that are coming later this year for Marvel. All right. Okay. So you see like Spider-Man. You see like there's a new Iron Fist. So it's it's really like a preview for Marvel comics. Okay. Right? It's, Th- it's, this is their uh, solicitations. <laughs> <laughs> this is like every software when they have events, they'll have one to like prime everybody for what's right. coming next. This is that book. I think this is that book. Yeah. Okay. It's like a catalog. Yeah. But anyway, they defeat um that doom like he still calls himself doom right oh. but it was reed richards uh and then he sends he kind of like shows like see i could beat doom he's nothing i even saved this art main timeline yeah so i'm the greatest i'm the conqueror and uh you should change your book right <laughs> so he sends him back to his regular timeline and he's writing in his book about his time spent with kang it's funny because like he spent like a week with him yeah but he's like back to like right when he left off like he returned him a second later right right it makes sense to his original time so he's writing his book but then he says like there's one thing that still haunts my dreams and I can't get this out of my head and uh, like Kang was like ignoring it and it was something he saw in the what if things oh okay and this is a big spoiler okay yeah and he drew a symbol on the book right that symbol is the logo for Miracle Man no way so he's in Marvel now no way wow (laughs) (laughs) 
You think they well, they they own him again? They do. Yeah, I looked it up. They own him again. Wow, Komoda. <laughs> this yeah, this is blowing my mind right now. He's, he's gonna be in it. Do I want that? Do I want that? It was the MM. It was the logo, and he drew it on. The, it's the like the last one. page of the book. The logo is on the oh guy's my God. book. Alan Moore is pissed. <laughs> well, he doesn't care. <laughs> he cares a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think what uh, Marvel's going to do is going to let him finish it. No way. Seriously? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got me super excited again. You would never work with them again. <laughs> But um, yeah, they have the rights to use that character now, and they're going to fold him into Marvel. That's pretty amazing. That's yeah. uh, it was a good it was a good book. All in all, like that Miracle Man's literally like one page at the end. Yeah, yeah. But the entire book about Kang and all this stuff was pretty good. And it was is there going to be more or is it I just a one shot? I think there's more. Wow. Okay. Just because of the whole like story you gave and like the these little Easter eggs. Yeah, it's got me excited. I might want to pick that up and read that too. Yeah, a lot of I'm going to start catching up with Marvel because there's a lot of good stuff coming i think yeah i uh i haven't been going to the comic book shop because we just moved it you know mm-hmm. dropped my list from the other place so i don't have a go-to shop near me right now but yeah. i'm gonna start exploring you might have to catch up see yeah. what miracle man's doing man i actually haven't finished his old like um the alan moore run yet yeah and there's still the neil gaiman one that's follows up that up mm-hmm. which I, from the look of it i don't know if i'd like as much mm, okay yeah. i think they're they might get neil gaiman to finish it or they he already has and they're use that as a closer okay i see like he hasn't released it but he's finished it all right i actually want to see like someone that big yeah but someone else do it i don't have anyone in mind or anything but i want to see that like type of like heady mentality to the comics yeah i'll say jason aaron but he's kind of a little uh team up bookie kind of yeah 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 his avenger stuff it's it's kind of uh saturday morning cartoon sometimes yeah i don't hate it it's It's an avengers that's what it's supposed to be exactly yeah so I don't, I don't know if uh, he's my vote mm. who I'd nominate. I don't, I don't have someone right now, but it's got to be someone that understands what more was going for and just and at the time how no, great groundbreaking it was they're not gonna do that. <laughs> they're gonna go for the money bag. <laughs> they're gonna go for the most generic guy. Awesome. <laughs> who is that? Uh, not to throw shots, but it was like dance lot or something. I don't know. Go go steal um, Tom King from DC. All right. <laughs> Tom King would would love that. <laughs> But yeah, uh, when I, I, honestly, like I heard about this before I read it, so I was like, oh, I'll have to read it. Okay, so that's what got me, and it was good. That's that's pretty dope, though. I mean, maybe just to learn about Kang, that's something too, because it I, was. Yeah. I don't know him a whole lot. I know his like storylines, but I've never read one from front to back. Right? Like, yeah. It's more or less his storylines explained in other comics. Yeah. Like his his other versions. This too. one's all about Kang, and I think the the whole idea is all the other issues will be about Kang, but like this is a setup for it. And it, it sold like I, I'm really into it now. That's really cool. Okay, that makes sense that they would release this for us mm-hmm. um, fans, but not you know not every single thing about every single thing, right? Type of fan. <laughs> like uh, fans that didn't know Kang, man, they really don't know Miracle Man. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miracle Man, how generic of a name. <laughs> Do you think they're going to change his name? Maybe they back, could. Right? Yeah. I mean, who owns that name? Because I, I, mean, I think they, that's why they changed it. They couldn't it. use it because of that, but now they that is them. Yeah, that, that is them. <laughs> We're obviously getting ahead of ourselves, but do you think a movie could happen? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it won't have. I think uh, no, it's too deep. Yeah, it's sometimes too racist. Points. It's also like kind of similar to stuff they already have. Yeah, in in ways, but yeah. the vibe is the vibe different. is totally different. Yeah. But like, 
I, I read a thing where like they're never going to do Sentry in the movies because it's already the idea is already too close to No Way Home. <laughs> oh, the storyline? The story of him making everyone forget him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of don't know the character. Man, oh, it worked. <laughs> 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 uh, oh yeah okay yeah, but read timeless even though i told you everything about it you should still read it still read it wow that's a big storyline i'm most curious what they'll follow that up with all right cool yeah cool that's it timeless you have anything else you want to talk about that's it for me yeah we're gonna save stuff for for next time maybe cool all right uh guys if you haven't already please don't forget subscribe to the reader copy podcast or on every major podcast platform and the best way to help us is actually to leave a review if you could do that on our Apple podcast page, that's the best place to do it. It gets the most eyes on our little show. And uh, yeah, we would really appreciate it. Yes, sir. And find us on Instagram, Facebook, at, and Twitter, or at the Reader Copy Podcast. Um, yeah, let's talk about that bombshell if you know what's going down with Miracle Man and all that. And yeah, what you guys are enjoying. Yeah, cool. We'll be back next week with another book. Until then, Daniel, can you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See ya. Later. <laughs> Error. Error.